Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rad Dad Brett here, bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you're back for more, welcome back. We really appreciate the support, and we love sharing the stories of the amazing dads we're so lucky to sit down with. This episode features John Redmond, curator of Love Sick Bombs, a music and art collective that brings together musicians and artists in a unique way. The musicians go into the studio and record some songs, and then those songs are taken to artists to create a piece of original art with the song as the inspiration. So cool. John's a father of one, and he and Christian get into a lot, not the least of which is his involvement with a 70-year tradition, a dad's night kids show put on by over 250 dads in his community. They also touch on not pushing too much of our own interests on our kids, and how since becoming a dad, every big life event becomes time-stamped by our kids' ages. So without further delay, here's John Redmond of Lovesick Bombs, on the Rad Dad Show. First question, uh, John, who are you? Uh, my name is John Redmond. I am a, uh, a dad, a, uh, a working stiff, um, a tequila enthusiast, and I curate the Drawing Music Series, which is a art and music series that brings together various musicians from different bands who go into a studio and record songs. And then I take those songs and um, solicit them to artists that I'm a fan of and commission the artists to do original pieces of art based on the songs that come out of the studio. That sounds, sounds just up our alley. That's kind of what we were all about, art, music, that sort of thing. And so is the the name of the so I was I was kinda unclear. So educate us. Love Sick Bombs, is that the name of the project? Or is that yeah, it's something so, conceptual? Yeah, the Yeah, Love Sick Bombs is just basically the 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 ever growing art and music collective. Um, you know, the the series is called Drawing Music. Um but I, you know, plan on keeping it going. You know, I'm I'm pushing 44, and I plan on you know continuing various art and music projects, you know, kind of forever. So I, you know, as the you know the collective kind of grows with different people who've contributed to it. Um, you know, Lovesick Bombs is the collective, and um, the series that I'm stoked about right now is called Drawing Music. Cool, that's good. And uh, so let's back to to kids, uh, plural kid kids. One kid. One. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a, I've got a daughter named Mackenzie, and uh, I, my number one goal for her is not to push music and art on her so much that she rebels uh, against it when she becomes a teenager. So I I was raised in Texas under football culture, and uh, you know, found my rebellion in in punk rock and music and art. And I'm hoping now that, you know, the fact that she's seven and has, uh, is in piano lessons and has a drum set and a guitar and, you know, she could like trip and touch the piano and I'm pulling my phone out because I'm so stoked about, you know, uh, seeing her uh, uh, do music that 
I'm, I'm recognizing a little bit of how those football dads existed, you know, something that you're really passionate about when you see your kids do it, you just kind of go over the moon. So yeah, I agree. The goal for me is not to, <laughs> not to push music so much that she's like, I hate music. And, you know, I hate music. I love soccer football game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so. my, I have a son who's he just turned eight in December and same sort of thing. Like I have to kind of be wary. You know, I, I was into skateboarding and um, not that I do it all that much anymore, but, you know, I, I bought him a skateboard and I kind of want him to do that. And it's like, okay, does he really like it? You know, he's into music as well, but he switched from the, from the drums to the, to the piano, which is cool. And yeah, I get that. Uh, it's a fine line. It's hard, right? It is. Do you do you um, consider yourself a rad dad? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing. A, uh, I think I'm doing uh, a reasonably good job of being present in my family life, while not succumbing to, uh, you know, becoming a couch potato. I'm also. I'm incredibly lucky in the community that I live in and I love the description and, and, and uh, what you guys are doing. I'm a part of a 70 year old club in my town called dad's night, and, which has its own super amazing rich history. And I just, you know, had no idea it existed before we moved to this town. Um, so we um, I've, I've been in Brooklyn for the last 15 years and just recently moved to the burbs and this little town I live in. Uh, during World War II, um, when there, you know, there was a lot of bad stuff going on, um, a bunch of dads got together and did a little kids show, you know, just because it wasn't very common for dads to act silly and and uh, dress up in women's clothes and and uh, get out of character. And uh, it has gone on every year for the last seventy. We're in year seventy-seven this year, so oh, that's about two hundred. It's amazing. It's about 250 dads in the in the club uh, between two elementary schools, and we do charity work and just generally support each other and drink a ton of booze and every year throw a children's show starring all the dads for grades K through 5. There's three performances over the weekend, and everybody's dressed up as princesses and, you know, doing everything we can, you know, making toot jokes to crack up uh, an audience full of our kids. Um, so the, the, it's called dad's night. It's been around for years. It does an amazing, amazing job of bringing the community together, doing good things for the community and uh, putting on a kid's show. So oh, that, uh, so that was a long, that, that was a long answer. No, that was a great. long answer to being a rad dad, but um I love what your group is doing because it falls right in line. And then to move to, you know, to leave Brooklyn and move to a little community um, and then immediately find a ton of friends through this group um, has been really awesome for me. Nice. And it, so is like the show that you guys do is like, is that you just kind of make it up? Like, is this somebody right? Who's yeah. Writer? Like, how does that kind of work? I'm curious. So you, I mean, it's, it's, you know, got a really long history. So it's, it's really, it, it's really spelled out so you can pitch a skit. And uh, then you get up in front of everybody on a, uh, you know, people are having cocktails and making fun of each other and you have to get up and pitch your skit, whether it's going to be, um, you know, um, Disney princesses, um, you know, everybody's in drag or whatever it might be this year. Somebody did, if you remember that scene from Revenge of the Nerds, where the nerds all performed a song 
yeah. you know, it's all it's all about the costumes and the silliness. So you get up, you pitch a skit. Uh, the board members pick the ten or fifteen skits that are going to get done, and we get together every Thursday for three months and uh, um, sign up for skits, practice them, and and do the show. Sweet, that's cool. I really like that. Yeah, I have my, yeah, I'm a very school cool. teacher that used to teach drama too, so I could like, you know, I kind of kind of relate how much fun that would be, and I, and I like alcohol too, so beer is good. Beer and, beer and dad. <laughs> the the other. <laughs> The other thing is a bunch of guys I've met in it, um, you know, they used to see their dads do it. And, um, you know, this, I met a guy who was like, you know, 75 years old or something. And he remembers his dad dressed up like little orphan Annie in 1954, right. you know, the so traditions there, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, We're very well, lucky to be, uh, to have stumbled into it. Nice. Cool. What are some uh, traits you think make one a rad dad? You kind of mentioned in the back, you know, being present. Is that, you know, that, that may be one trait. Do you have some other ones? Yeah, I think um, you know, a lot of times um, stepping out of the characteristics of, of, of what, if you're in my era, um, stepping out of some of the characteristics that we were raised with, where it was okay for dad to be completely, you know, dad works, mom raised the kids. Right? So... Yeah. Um, you know, the idea of uh, uh, turning work off and, and turning everything off so that you can spend time with your kid that that really matters and, and um, getting involved in their life rather than just making rather than the expectation being them being involved in your life. Ooh, I like you that. Know? Yeah. In, uh, in what ways has fatherhood changed you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's an emergency break to bar culture and nightlife, right? So, um, one of the songs actually on that, um, in the series is called dad rock and it's, you know, tells a very familiar story for a lot of folks who spent their youth pursuing art and getting in a van, um, about that, um, conflict and dichotomy that happens when, you are getting in a van and, and doing a 3D weekend of shows and getting hammered and coming back a wreck um, mm -hmm. to, you know, how those things quickly have to take a back seat. Um, and um, I, I would say for the show that you're doing, I would love for folks to see the art and, and, um, and hear the song for dad rock because it tells that exact story where, you know, a ton of us who, who, um, chased music really um willingly gave it up um to focus on the bigger task at hand of raising a kid so yeah like you know we could, we could say that oh we could kind of incorporate into this somehow and uh get it on the site for sure we could talk about those details later i like that is is there like is it uh you know, so is that you, you well where am i going with this um, so you kind of said it was kind of this break from from this culture and, and this idea, but is there like a balance? Like, can you can you kind of do those pursuits yet still be a dad, or is it kind of one or the other? Oh no, I think I I I, I don't think it uh, I don't think it has to be one or, one or another. Um, I mean, this this curating this art project and getting involved with all of these musicians I revered and and running this is you know continues to be my outlet. Um, in music, and I think you can still play in bands without having to 
uh, you know, get on the road and and pretend that, you know, you're still 25. And it's it's been a recurring theme for me, you know, talking about the project so much and just that there's some people who are, you know, there are just so many amazing bands and amazing songwriters and people who rock out um, that uh, weren't necessarily good at touring or great at business or merchandise. Right. And, uh, and the majority of, of the 20 years I've been booking shows and, and involved in, in, uh, in the music scene, um, there are just some people who are not meant to be out on the road because that, you know, they're wonderful at home, but they're just totally self-destructive on the, on the road. And, uh, and I think that, you know, if, if you have a, a, an uncontrolled self-destructive streak when, because, you know, the imprint of rock and roll has always been, um, you know, that, that heavy side of the partying, um, you know, that does have to end in my opinion. Um, uh, so there, you know, when that, that, that emergency break, I think does have to get thrown. Um, but there's other people who can, you know, tour and, uh, live to 50, live yeah. to 65 <laughs> and, and tour, right. They've found a way to, uh, to tour in punk rock bands and, um, not put the bigger things in their life at risk. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how they do it. You know, maybe the bigger bands, right? I guess maybe, I don't know. Um, what are some <laughs> yeah. of the, the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? The most rewarding aspects of being, I, I love the fact that it puts a time stamp, you know, like when I think about my life before my daughter, years just totally bled together. And it's such a strange thing. You're thinking like, oh, we did that. Remember when we did that? That was so fun. Was that 2008 or 2011? And you're like, shit, that is three years. <laughs> that I can't pick that I can't pick out a specific event that means something to me. But then since the birth of my daughter, every big life event or every really enjoyable moment is always time stamped to where she was and what we were doing and where she was developmentally or most of the time she was with us when it happened. Um so I I, I just kinda love the fact that as fast as time goes and as quickly as it seems like she's growing up it's um, becoming a dad has really slowed time down for me that I'm, I'm able to really think about years in a different way than before. Like, you, you know, years don't bleed together for me the way they used to. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I love that answer. I never really thought about it too much, but, you know, I would, I would say adventure and had the same kind of experience and, and especially too with our, you know, our kids being kind of the same age. So how old did you say you were? 40. I'm 43. My yeah. daughter is seven. Yeah, I'm 42. So similar type things, I think, uh, in terms of that. Like, I, if I go back, like, oh yeah, what did what did I do before having a kid? And it's kind of this blur, and now now I get this. Okay, grade one, grade two, grade three. That's kind of how I I operate. Um, did Absolutely. you uh, did you have any fears about becoming a dad? Oh, tons. What Absolutely. Um. I think everybody's fear is that you're going to uh, uh, mess your kid up, right? First and foremost, physically, like, you know, I was terrified. I mean, I'm a, you know, uh, I, you know, I was scared I was going to, like, put her on top of the car and load everything into the car and then <laughs> get in and put it in drive. Like, those kind of, like, uh, 
fears that make almost no sense once you actually have a child, but all those pre-fear, those pre-child fears where you see a parent and you're like, God, I can't take care of a pair of shoes. I, I'm never fit to be a parent. Um, and then once so, you so are a parent, probably perpetuated by a, you know popular culture and you know awful sitcoms that sure. have dads as bumbling idiots, right? Totally. <laughs> I mean, most of the, most of the people I've, that I, um, you know, you kind of self-identify as bumbling idiots for a lot of artists. Um, you know, it's not necessarily you're the most put together person when you're absent-mindedly thinking of creative and creative endeavors, right? Right. So, okay. So some of the pre-fears, what other things? That scared me about having a kid? Yeah. Uh, financial security. Um, yeah, that's a big one. You know, the idea that you're, you always feel that you can take care of yourself because you don't really care how bad your situation is. <laughs> right. So we, um, I graduated from school and 11 of us moved to the Bay Area in 2000 and moved right into the heart of a super rough town and no money. And I mean, it didn't even, I didn't care at all that I was broke and living in an incredibly dangerous neighborhood. It's never, I've never bothered me a bit. Um, so that never bothers you a bit. Uh, you know, you start really conceptualizing um, that you're not living your life for yourself and that you've got to carve out a, you know, you got to dig a very serious foxhole when a kid comes into play, which is a, a, a life skill. A lot of people that I've been friends with, including myself, it's a late in life learned life skill mm-hmm. to, um, to be that organized and time management. And, um, because a lot of us were just really cool with floating, with floating. Right. Yeah. Grabbing something, you know, food too. That's, you know, you got to watch what you eat. And now you got to feed the oh, kids. Yeah. Like, okay, now you got to prepare yeah. meals. You want to have, you know, a balanced <laughs> yeah. meal. It's like, you can't go to, you know, a fast food restaurant every day or, or pick up a something at, you know, the 7 Eleven or something like that, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Fat Mike was my hero from the time I was like 14. It's, you know, not necessarily um, the reasons why you celebrate a figure like that as a teenager don't necessarily correlate to the way you may want a parent. The other awesome thing I was, the other awesome thing I think about all the time is um, the way that we get to see the world again through their eyes. Like I remember like, you know, my, when my daughter's just blown out with joy, like she's going to choose joy all the time just because that's naturally what, kids do um and you get to be along for that ride right like the first time you see like a two-year-old kid cracking up over bubbles and it's like when's the last time you even looked at the sky let alone found enjoyment out of some bubbles right well um, i had that, so had that, a that moment like that just like a couple days ago i put put in some new sod in my backyard because it was just a kind of a dirt old garden that no one really used and Threw threw the sprinkler up just to water it, and like, yeah, my son's like, "Can I go get my swim trunks on?" Sure, and he was just like running back and forth in the sprinkler. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's what it that's what it's about." Yeah, and you, but you kind of get to pick you get to piggyback on it a little bit, right? Yeah, I just just stood it's like, out in my kitchen and just watched him for uh, like a good five minutes, and it was like, yeah, brought almost a tear to my eye because I was so happy for him. The fact that he could just 
recognizes, you know, life is awesome if he makes it awesome himself. And that's just, yeah, yeah, those little lessons for sure they teach you. Absolutely. Um, describe the relationship with your dad. Uh, my dad was uh, crazy smart. Uh, uh, he passed away when I was a, a teenager. He was, uh, you know, typical boomer dad, fought in Vietnam, super strict, uh, was uh, but wildly smart and creative and uh, was lucky enough to have a solid relationship with him um, compared comparatively to a lot of dads that uh, um, you know, a lot of my friends, I think sometimes you end up in the punk rock community coming up because of a, a, a broken home. Right. So uh, I was fortunate enough to have a good relationship and have a very old school dad. Uh, but he um, was always really supportive of, of me and my brother's endeavors. So, he did uh he did get stuck in a car once and my brother had a ghetto boys tape that would not it was stuck in the tape deck and he couldn't turn it down or get it out of the tape deck so he was my grandfather was a baptist minister so his dad was a baptist minister and uh so he wasn't too down with the ghetto boys tape so i, I distinctly remember him busting a uh, uh jimmying the tape out of the tape deck with a screwdriver and then busting it with a uh a hammer he didn't. Uh, so. He wasn't fond of Bushwick Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but in in terms of you know he didn't have like uh, he wasn't hell bent on on uh, you know trying to conserve what was you know he was very progressive. It, it, it has his has that relationship because you know again a while ago like he he passed away but did does it influence you as as a dad as a parent at all? Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And and specifically his loss, I know, is still a constant, like, uh, uh, is, is a constant reminder of, uh, of uh, the, you know, the way that I want to be, uh, uh, the way that I want to behave and, and, and uh, impact my daughter's life. Um, so, yeah, I would say that very impactful. Do you, um, so kind of shifting now, we kind of already talked about your current kind of project. Do, so what's in the future for that? Is it something you just kind of continue to do? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a few things I want to do with it. One, I just want to say this is the most I've ever talked about being a dad probably in my life. And this podcast is amazing. And I, you know, I love it. And thank you for having me on. I'd like to say, um, you know, if anybody does listen to this or, and, and you can let people know, or you can even post it, but if uh, anybody orders art and mentions rad dad, I'll mail the series for free. So they oh, can sweet. email me through this. If they email, if they email me through the site and they mention this podcast, I'll mail the whole series out at no expense. I don't care anywhere in the world. This has been uh that's seriously the most time I've ever spent answering uh, talking about this stuff in my life, so uh, I'll thanks. take that as a compliment. I ho hope people huge, I, I do it more for myself, you know, like like you, you know. I, I love you know when when you were kind of talking about having that collective and that that's your outlet. This has kind of been in a way my kind of creative outlet. So so much has kind of come from it, and I've gotten to 
well, you said you, you get to work with musicians that you, you revered. I get to talk to punk rockers that I'm like, consider my heroes and people that inspire sure. me, you know, like with, with what you do. And, you know, one of the other things that kind of came out of this is that we started a band, a bunch of the dads, and we call ourselves, well, we awesome. stole the name Dad Religion. We, we're a Bad Religion cover band, and we we did a couple all-age erasure shows where we had kids, you know, like toddlers in, in the mosh pit kind of thing, and that's, it's been been uh, fun, fun that way. And, you know, and all our, most of our events, we've raised, you know, upwards of about a thousand bucks that go into different charities, so it's not the reason we do it really, but it's also just kind of a little bit of a piecing on the cake. So thank you. Uh, that's for, awesome. For being here. That's, you know, the idea, like I mentioned before, is to, to have people on here that inspire us as well as, you know, hopefully we inspire them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the future for the project, um, Chris Cresswell was uh, nice enough to, I, I, I did a, um, uh, a rewrite of uh, All My Rowdy Friends Had Settled Down. Um, Chris Cresswell was nice enough to uh, to record that. And I have a couple other songs that are recorded that have no art. So, you know, um, I think kind of the next phase, rather than pitching artists that I'm a fan of, like Ghost Bat, who does all these uh, awesome punk rock posters that, you know, he contributed art to it and other people, um, I want to do an open call. So I want to, you know, I think the next stage of it will be running contests for uh, the commissionable pieces of art. So as I get these songs and they have no art, you know, who, is, who am I going to be a huge fan of that I've never heard of? Or, you know, who, like the, like the amazing songwriters who are no good at touring, who are the killer artists that, um, you know, have never put their work out there. So um I'm the next uh, couple songs I'm going to run a contest so that I'll pay uh, commissions for stitches and then the final work um, to, you know, an, an open call. See if I can get some people out there. Sweet. That's cool. I like that. Um, maybe, you know, if I think of some of the guests that I've had, maybe I could, you know, we just interviewed a couple of weeks ago, Greg from Bouncing Souls. You know, he does uh, some art. And uh, I don't know. well, that maybe, would be awesome. Maybe we can try, maybe try to make that connection. Um, we sure. Kind of, kind of, you know, communicating back and forth about various things. Yeah, let's do that. We'll we'll touch base after. Um, last question. Uh, any? Oh, actually, no. I have two two more things. Do you have a dad joke you can share with us? A dad joke. Oh man, most of my jokes are not for kids. Um. That's Let's okay. See. I don't. I don't think too many too many kids are listening to the this podcast. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'll tell you. I'll. I'll t- uh, then I'll just tell you a joke I like in general. Fair enough. Um, there's a uh, there's a, a a couple and they're getting on in years and and the the husband starts to really think about his own mortality and and he, and what would happen if he goes before his wife does and. Uh, he says, you know, if I die, are, are you going to get remarried? And she, his wife said, you know, don't discuss such things. That's terrible, you know. And he said, all right. But it just keeps plaguing him. So he says, again, he's like, look, you know, I got to know, you know, if I die, are you going to get remarried? And she goes, yeah, okay, yeah, I would. And he's like, oh, well, are you, are you going to let him sleep in my bed? And she said, no. He said, okay. And, she, and he said, you know. 
well, are you going to, are you going to let him drive my car? Is he going to drive my car? She said, no. He said, okay, well then, you know, he's not going to, uh, he would never play my golf, play my golf clubs, would he? And she said, no, he hates golf and he's left-handed. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> okay, last question, John. Any fatherly words of wisdom to the Red Dads or any new dads out there listening to this? Oh, new dads. Uh, happy wife, new, happy just... life. Uh, yeah, happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. Yep. Be in, if you're in service of your wife first, uh, things tend to go so much smoother. So um, that would be my that would be my advice: is do everything you can do to support your significant other. There you go. Um, would be my advice. Awesome. Thanks, Don. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right, that was John Redmond on the Rad Dad Show. Thanks so much to John for joining us. If you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us on Apple Podcasts or on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook at at rad dads show. And now you can also look us up on YouTube to find some video interviews as well. Lastly, Rad Dads really started as a community organization. And you can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in and stay rad.